in the Gospel of John chapter 14 is when Jesus begins to talk about the return that He was going to give us the Holy Spirit <clears throat> after He went away. And it's just a small part of this text today that I wanted to talk to us about, but it ties in with our lesson that we started last week. Remember last week we talked about caring for the orphans, and we called that part one. And today we're going to do part two. But last week we dealt with the natural thing, <clears throat> excuse me, with dealing with uh, the natural needs of real orphans in the world, right? The children that didn't have parents and how we need to take care of them, how we need to, to look after them because they have nobody else to look after them, right? And, and we were talking about who better than Christians uh, to take in little children who don't have parents to give them the proper guidance in life, okay? So today we're going to do part two. We're going to title it Care for the Orphans Part Two. And we'll take this from John chapter 14. So let's pray this morning as we get ready to read God's Word and pray that His blessings upon it and upon us that we may understand and, and, and for me also that I'll be able to give you the Word of God uh, the way He wants it today. Amen. So Father, we come to you today, Lord, in Jesus' name. We give you thanks, Lord, for your presence with us. We thank you, Lord, for all things. We thank you for Jesus and our salvation. Father, we look to you today as you've given us this lesson to look at about caring for the orphans, the spiritual orphans. So, Father, as we read your word today, we just pray your blessings upon your word and your blessings upon us. Give us the ability, Lord, now to expand upon your word. And we pray, Lord, for eyes to see and ears to hear what your word says to us today. And we give you the praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. So in John chapter 14... We're going to start in verse 15, just read a couple verses, and then I'll just share a few things with you from that, okay? <clears throat> so John 14, verse 15 says, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and He will give you another Helper, that He may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. And in verse 18, he says, I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. We talked about last week how what a tragedy it was for children to not have parents, to be trying to come up in this world and not have the guidance and the things they needed uh, for basic essentials of life. But the same is true in the spirit realm. The same is true in, in uh, the spiritual things. So just like there's natural orphans, there's also spiritual orphans. I want you to think about this. They wander through life lost without God and are orphans without the Heavenly Father. You and I once were orphans. We didn't know God, did we? Even though we might have been raised in church, there come a point in time when we realized, I need to get saved. I need to accept Jesus for me, for, my, for myself. You know, I've heard about it all my life, but... I've never done it myself. I need to, to come into this relationship where God is my Father and Jesus is my Savior. Amen? Praise the Lord. Spiritual orphans need the same things that natural ones do. And we talked about five things last week that, uh, that orphans in the natural need, and you're going to see today that we need exactly those same things only in the Spirit. We need a parent. We need food. We need clothing. We need shelter. And we need guidance. Everybody in the natural needs those things, especially an orphan child, right? And in the spirit, we need all those things. Think about this. Before we trusted in Christ as our Savior, we were just like an orphan. We didn't have a father. We didn't have a parent. 
We had nowhere to go and nobody but ourselves to trust in. Think about that. That's not a good thing when we just simply trust in ourselves. I don't care who we are or who we think we are. It's never good to just be trusting in yourself and your own ideas, amen, and your own way of doing things. But before we got saved, that's who we were, right? We just did what we want to do. People tell us, well, I don't think the Bible says maybe we shouldn't do it. I don't care what the Bible says. Well, maybe God didn't really mean it. We find all kinds of excuses, right? So we didn't have that parent in our life, spiritually speaking. Once we truly realized how destitute we were, we also realized that we needed the Heavenly Father. Have you ever thought about that moment when that conviction came to our life and we realized, wait a minute, I'm on the outside looking in here. I need something. I still lack something, right? Maybe everything in your life was going really good, but there was a hole. There was something missing. It was that relationship with our Heavenly Father. We needed a parent in the spirit realm, right? Amen. We needed to be adopted into the family of God because we were on the outside looking in. I told you the story when I remember when I got saved, I didn't know really what was happening other than that I needed to go down there and have that guy pray with me because I was under conviction. I didn't know why I was crying. I didn't know what was going on. But I knew I needed to go there to find the answers. Amen. And the Heavenly Father meets us there. Amen. Through Jesus Christ. Think about this, so we need, it. we need a parent in the spirit. We also need spiritual food. You ever thought about that? Before we got saved, we were starving for the spiritual food that only can come from God's Word. I want you to think about this. You're going to see that this is true. I think you already all know that this is true. People are looking everywhere in this world to find things to satisfy them when it can only be found right here. They look to drugs and alcohol and sex and relationships, to their careers, to their health. To they, they just, they've got all these things that they really focus on, and that's what they get their satisfaction from. But there's a problem with that. Every one of those things are temporary. None of those things will last. Amen? We need food that's going to last. We need something to help us. All these things leave us with temporary satisfaction. Yet our souls long for something eternal. How many testimonies have you heard people will say, man, my life was so good. Everything in life was just great. But something was off. Something wasn't right. There was something missing. Only God's work can give us proper nourishment. God's Word is that special food designed specifically for you and I. We talked about natural orphans last week. And I was telling you the story about my young baby goats, how they have to have special food. And at special times, you really a lot of care has to go into making sure they don't get sick. Right? So in the natural, we have to do special things sometimes, right? Special food, special issues. In the Spirit, God provided special food. Tried and true, still alive, even to this day. How is it possible that you can pick this Bible up and start reading it and the Lord will take you somewhere in it or just where you may happen to be reading in your devotionals or whatever, and all of a sudden you just realize, 
God is speaking to me through his word. Hallelujah. He's nourishing us in the spirit realm. Amen. We also need clothing in the spirit. As sinners, we were clothed in unrighteousness. Think about that. The Bible says that our righteousness or our attempts at righteousness is as filthy rags in the sight of God. So spiritually speaking, we needed some, some better clothing, right? Right? We need better clothing. Our spiritual clothing is as filthy rags before God. We need new clothing that's pure and clean. Listen to this out of Isaiah 64 and 6. But we are all like an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are like filthy rags. We all fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. We need something better than what we have ourselves, don't we? Amen? Jesus tells us that we need clean, a clean spiritual garment over in Revelation chapter 3 when he's talking to the churches. They'll walk with me in white. Amen? We need shelter in the Spirit. Meaning, what does shelter do? It's a protection from the elements in the natural, right? We need some place to call home. Some place to be protected. Remember, just a few minutes ago, uh, this weird rainstorm just dumped out a bunch of rain. I mean, it just poured. It was pouring so hard you could hear it inside here. Thank God we had protection. We had a, a building, a structure, a place to protect us. Me and my brother used to camp out in the summers when we were little, and we didn't have no such thing as a tent. Who could afford a tent? We had a sleeping bag. Took our pillow off our bed and our sleeping bag, and by the time the morning came, our heads were soaked with the dew, right? We needed shelter. Now we look back and talk about that, and we think, man, it's hard to tell what kind of animal come up sniffing around on us in the middle of the night, and we had no clue, right? But you see, we do need protection from the elements. That's why we need shelter. We also need it in the spirit realm. Living as sinners, we had no protection from the spiritual elements. Do you know that there's spiritual elements? There's things in the spirit that can harm us, cause us problems, just like a windstorm in the natural or a flood could harm our bodies. There's those kinds of perils in the spirit realm that we need protection from. As sinners, we live at the mercy of the ruler of this world. His name's the devil. The Bible says he goes about roaring like a lion, seeking whom he may destroy, whom he may devour. We need protection from him. But if we don't have a father, if we're an orphan, guess what? We're fair game to him. He wears us out pretty good even though we do have a spiritual father, right? He works at us. He tries to get us. So we need protection. Jesus said that the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and we need to be sheltered under the wings of the Almighty God. So spiritually, we need shelter. And we need, fifthly, guidance, which would be instructions. We talked about last week that one of the things that kids miss as if they don't have parents or a, a parental figure in their life is they miss that instruction on how to live and what to do, what to do right and what to do wrong and those kinds of things. So guidance is a instructions on how to live and function. We need that spiritually too. Think about it this way. 
Before we get saved, we're like an orphan child with no instruction. We're left to our own ideas and vices. This is the broad way which Jesus spoke about. How many people do you know? We get tickled at our house a lot and talk about it. How many people do you know in life that you could seriously look at them and say, no, they're not stubborn? Everybody's stubborn. I'm learning that more as I get older. Everybody's stubborn. Little kids, middle-aged people, old people, whatever. Everybody has a stubborn streak. What we think, we think. And what we like, we like. And what we want to do, typically we do. And typically if we don't want to do something, we don't do it, right? So we got a stubborn streak. And it's not good to be left to ourselves. We need instruction. We need a guide. We need a teacher. Amen? Amen. Go to your job and tell your boss you're not going to do something. You might be looking for a job, right? So we need instruction. Somebody to teach us. Listen to what your boss says. Listen to those in authority. Do what they tell you. We need that instruction, but we also need it in the Spirit. Amen? So that we don't get on that broad way or stay on it. He said this was the road that would lead to destruction. So spiritually, we need a guide. We need a teacher to instruct us in the narrow way. We need to be taught to live the right way. Just like a little child that doesn't have a parent, somebody needs to take that child in and start teaching them just the basic things of life, right? So do we as spiritual individuals. We need to be taught the right way. Amen? We need that teacher. So what's the solution to all five of these issues we face spiritually? We talked last week about when we have natural orphans, what was the solution? For somebody to step up and say, I'm going to meet that need. I'll feed that kid. I'll give him a place to stay. Whatever the case may be, that was the solution. God said, I want you to do that. We read that from the Old Testament. So now that we see we have a need in the spirit, that we're orphans in the spirit realm, What's the solution? His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. He is the solution to our spiritual being an orphan in the spirit. Think about this way. We read it from the law last week. We read it from Exodus and Deuteronomy that God said, you better do what's right by the orphans. You better take care of them. <clears throat> and if you harm them in any way, you're going to have me to answer to. Right? Jesus came along, and I had never thought about this until these past couple weeks as the Lord showed me this message. Jesus even fulfilled that law because we were spiritual orphans. And what did he do? He came and he provided every single thing, all five of these things we need in the Spirit. Think about this. He fulfilled the command to care for the orphans. That's the title of our lesson the last two weeks. Care for the orphans. In the natural, of course, but Jesus said, I'm going to take care of your spiritual needs as orphans in the spirit realm. He came and lived a perfect life. He laid down his life so that mankind no longer had to remain a spiritual orphan. What was the word we read at the very beginning this morning out of John? I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you in the form of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah and be with you, and lead you, and guide you, and give you all things necessary, spiritually speaking, that one day you will be in heaven. Hallelujah. Amen?
Jesus can fulfill every spiritual need that we have. Amen. He said that the world was like orphans and sheep without a shepherd. Remember that verse when Jesus said that? He looked out on the crowd and he was moved with compassion. For they were like sheep without a shepherd. No guidance. No parenting. No real food to eat. No clothing to wear. No shelter. No guidance. He made the call for mankind to come to him and he would forgive our sins and make us his brethren, which equates to being children of God. Hallelujah. Briefly, I'll go through these before we close. How is Jesus' solution to being our parents? This is means that he's going to cause because, uh, God is going to become our Father through Jesus Christ. By accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we become the children of God. This is when God becomes our Father. Listen to this out of Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 5. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. What does every orphan child want? I hear people who work with orphans and, and children who have special things going on at home or whatever, and they need, they say that they all have one thing in common. I just want to be accepted by somebody. I want to be a part of a family and not be here one day and over here somewhere else and in this home one time and somewhere. I just want a family. I want to be accepted. And the Bible says that if we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, that God accepts us into His family. Now He's our spiritual father. Now we're not orphans anymore. Now we have a parent. Amen? Jesus can give us that spiritual food we long for. Spiritual nourishment. Jesus said, what was it that He said? And they didn't get it at the time, and our natural mind doesn't get it. But Jesus said this, I am the bread of life. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood will live forever. Hallelujah. He told them that he was the hidden manna that was from heaven that had come down. That all the who would partake will live forever and have eternal life. And that's not just one and done, a one thing, one time deal when we get saved. He gives us that spiritual food every day, every week, every Sunday, every time, whatever, whenever. He has it available. Amen. So he said he was the bread of life. He said he alone was the source of eternal food, the manna from heaven. He also said his words are spirit. And they are life. Amen. And Peter said for you and I, one of the things we need to do as Christians is to desire the pure, sincere milk of the word that we may grow thereby. Amen. Amen. Clothing. How does Jesus give us spiritual clothing? It's a covering for our born-again spirit, right? We talked about there's nothing worse than being outside in, a, in some type of a weather in the elements and not 
being the right clothing. I was outside yesterday. I took advantage of the rain and I uh, had some brush piles I've been putting off burning and way underneath the middle, they were still really dry, but everything had rained on top and so I didn't have to worry about the fire getting out. So I'd go out there in between showers and I'd try to get it going while I finally got it going and it starts pouring and I'm getting soaked. I didn't have a raincoat or anything, just an old hoodie. Next thing I know, the hoodie's soaked and I'm wet, kind of cold, hair's wet and all this stuff. I wasn't properly equipped for the elements. And I suffered because of it. I got wet, right? There's nothing worse than people who think that they're right with God, but their, their righteousness is a filthy rag. They've never truly accepted Jesus Christ. Amen? So Jesus gives us that covering. We need clean, adequate spiritual clothing to protect our well-being in the Spirit. <clears throat> I can tell you this. Our enemy who goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, he knows what your righteousness level is. He knows what your clothing is. We can fool people. We don't fool things in the spirit realm, do we? So I need Jesus to protect my spiritual well-being. Amen? I can't do it myself. I hear people all the time. I've heard it all my life. People think all their efforts and all their stuff that they do is what protects them. That's not what protects you. It's Jesus Christ, Him alone. Amen? All those things are good. Read your Bible. Pray a lot. Do all those things. That's good. But at the end of the day, it's going to be Jesus Christ and His power that overcomes the power of the wicked. Amen? He gives us robes of righteousness to replace our filthy rags. Isaiah 61.10 says this, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, <clears throat> for He has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. <coughs> I can do that myself. Watch what happens when people get swelled up in their own righteousness and they're going to do this and they're going to do that. They might for a little while. But you watch that person, they'll end up falling on their face because they weren't looking to Jesus for that spiritual clothing. Amen? Amen. How does Jesus give us spiritual shelter? <clears throat> Protection from spiritual wickedness. Jesus is our place of comfort. Remember, we need a place to shelter us, a place of comfort. He's our place of comfort in our home, so to speak. Amen? Come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. Come to me. We find shelter under the wings of the Lord. Listen to this from Psalm 61. Hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to that rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. We need that spiritual shelter that only the Lord Jesus Christ can give us. Amen? In this world, you shall have tribulation. Jesus said what? Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the wicked one. 
Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And we need guidance. I look around today and I see the state of Christianity in a lot of cases, and I think this is our most pressing need as Christians today is people need spiritual guidance. Instructions on how to live. Jesus promised us that helper, a comforter, a teacher when He spoke about the Holy Spirit. Through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we will be able to navigate every circumstance in life. Jesus told us He would not allow us to be orphans any longer. I'm going to read that passage again as we get ready to close. From John chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father and He will give you another helper that He may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him for He dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. My prayer for us today and the whole point of this message is this. May we not live like orphans ever again, spiritually speaking. May we have that full assurance and realization and understanding in our minds that God is our Father. We're not orphans anymore. Let us live like children of God. Amen? Looking to Him as our Father, right? For Him to give us the food and the clothing and the shelter and the guidance. When we were little, you think about it this way, and I can only speak for myself. Hopefully everybody here had good parents. I hope so. But if you had good parents who were raising you and trying to do what was right, you looked to them for everything, didn't you? Especially the littler you were. You just, Mommy, Daddy, what? This, that, whatever, you know? And I think it's probably one of the harder things about when your kids get old enough to be grown is when they start not needing you quite as much and you're like, oh, they're kind of making that decision on their own. But we have to understand, speaking of God, He doesn't want us going Lone Ranger. He's our Father. So let's not, let's make a purpose this day. Let's not live like orphans any longer. Let's realize He took care of all these five things and we need in the Spirit. He's already taken care of them and all we have to do is turn our life to Him completely and He'll continue to provide us these things. So may we not live like orphans ever again. <clears throat> Let us look to our Heavenly Father to provide us with everything necessary to live as He instructed. When we read the Bible and it says something we don't really understand, well, Lord, how am I going to do that? It's okay. Go to the Lord and say, Lord, I don't understand this part. Help me to understand. Just don't disregard parts of the Bible that we don't understand. Ask somebody. Ask the Lord. If you don't get a direct answer from Him, maybe ask the pastor. Ask a Sunday school teacher or something. Somebody, some way, the Lord will get you an answer to your question. He will provide you with the instruction you need. Remember what Jesus said here. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Amen? May we be aware of others around us who are spiritual orphans. Amen? When people realize that they're orphans in the Spirit, 
I guarantee you they're going to come knocking on somebody's door and asking questions. Hey, uh, man, something's going on. I, I don't know what's going on. And you need to be there to help that person. Amen? Because this is a person that's come to that realization. They're fatherless. They're a spiritual orphan. So be aware of those situations. I know we don't go and ram everything down people's throat, but when those opportunities arrive, make sure you tell them about Jesus. Amen? So may we be aware of others around us who are spiritual orphans, <clears throat> and may we be ever ready and willing to share the gospel with them and point them to Jesus. We can say, hey, I used to be like you. I didn't have a father. I was an orphan. But I met this one called Jesus, and he made me a child of God. And now, I'm in the family of God. I'm no longer an orphan. Amen? Let's be aware of those things. Amen? To be a person that somebody can look to and say, hey, what do I need to do to get saved? What do I need to do to become a child of God? We'll be ready to tell them. Amen? Let's pray this morning as we close. Father, we look to you today once again as we close out this message you've given us. Thank you, dear Lord, for the words you've given us to speak, and thank you, Lord, for the words of Scripture which we've read here today. Father, I, I know this is an important message today about the spiritual orphan. Father, we thank you for each and every one that who has, has made you their father, who has come to Jesus for the forgiveness of their sins. Lord, I pray thou for the, those people will also uh, live as, as you've instructed us here to to never live again like we're orphans anymore. Let us always live our lives the way we should, looking to our Heavenly Father for Him to provide all things necessary in the Spirit. I pray, Lord, for those that we may encounter or those that may be hearing this on the podcast later, that maybe they're not children of God. Maybe they still are a spiritual orphan. I pray, Lord, today that they would just pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins and make me part of the family of God. Hallelujah. Provide all things necessary for my spiritual walk. I pray these things today in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that you keep each and every person safe today. They go about their life, go about their journey. And I pray, Lord, that we'll take this lesson to heart today and this will be fresh in our minds that we are children of God and we're no longer orphans because you have sent the Holy Spirit to abide in us, to lead us and guide us into all things necessary for the spiritual walk which we walk this day. Father, I pray that uh, those that may hear this later would come to a knowledge and to an understanding and a relationship with Jesus Christ as their Savior and that they also may become children of God and be part of the family of God. We ask all these things today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Keep each and every one safe until the next appointed time we pray. Amen. Amen.